0: Pod. It's from outer space. <laughs> What is up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pop Out Outer Space. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jeff. With me, as always, is my good brother, Vinny. What's up, brother?
1: Good well, to be back, back for another episode. A little war games absolutely. action. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Going to be a, well, I don't think it'll be a husky war games, but it'll be, uh, it'll be nice. This
1: one's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, who else?
0: Who, who we got on the hotline?
1: On the uh the Zoom Zoom hotlines, we also have Brother Pete. What's up from uh, Bucks County? The old Bucks County. Is that because they hunt so many bucks? There's a whole lot of bucks.
2: That I think. Whole, it, I think there's actually only like ten bucks, but there's like fifty million does. Plus, a very wealthy county.
0: The Bucks in that job. Ah, okay. uh, okay. oh. yeah. yeah, There's that only happened.
1: a small only a small portion of that county is wealthy. The rest the rest you get kind of kind of uh in a way. Oh, upper bucks? Yeah. You better you better believe.
0: Oh. I've been to um that really fancy inn out there. I don't remember what it's called, but it's good. I know that was not helpful at
1: all. <laughs> <laughs> also on the it. on the Zoom meeting from from the urban part of uh southeastern pennsylvania we got brother sean
3: hey guys from my uh philadelphia basement
1: the old concrete concrete jungle yeah what's up yeah nothing nothing what do you boys been getting into movies movies yeah i'm excited to hear what you have you said you were crushing it
0: dude i've been i've been going wild i'm getting in like two a night uh and I'm going back and forth being old and new. It's it's
1: new. Yeah. new stuff. Oh, oh, that's that's I smell I an Ashley it. influence on you.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. We rented uh, Bones and All.
1: Oh, wait, hold on. Don't get into a, any analysis until we get into beers first.
0: Um, I'm not.
1: Okay. I'm not. There's a little sneak peek.
0: Yeah, just throwing it out there.
1: All right. Episode of beers. Sean, you mentioned are you doing a dry February?
0: Yeah, I have a busy
3: schedule coming up in the next month or two and i have like three bachelor parties and three weddings and i felt like my liver needed a little bit of a break so i picked up some non-alcoholic draft guinness beers
1: i didn't even know there was a thing out.
3: comes in a pounder i like guess you look if you look at the video it looks exactly huh. like a regular guinness it pours exactly the same it's still got the nitrogen release thing in there and other than it being like a little bit less creamy than a regular Guinness, it's like ninety percent of the same same beer. Interesting. It's I'm, like, uh,
1: it's, I'm. impressed.
3: They it's really good.
1: That. No yeah, weird sorry. taste or anything.
3: No, it's, it's just a little thinner.
1: Hmm. No, right, well, that's good to know. If there's any situation where I'm I'm forced into being sober, like an intervention or something, I got something to fall back on. <sighs>
3: yeah, I don't. It's a. Uh, it's a welcome surprise i haven't been super impressed by a lot of non-alcoholic beers but this one's pretty good
1: i know there's like non-alcoholic a pretty big variety of like ipas and stuff like that now which i don't know how they pull that off either i guess it's basically like uh there's some companies that do like hop tea or hop water i'm guessing Mm -hmm. the non-alcoholic ipas are the you know kind of the same thing
3: what i read about this was that they do some sort of cold filtering to pull the alcohol out so it's still brewed the same way, and then they, you know, they find a way to filter the alcohol out. So it does still have the same Guinness taste, hmm.
1: and,
3: and it's uh,
0: it's only 60 calories. So
1: there you go. I was it's gonna say, diet.
0: I, I found it impressive that you're doing dry February and March.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. yes, it is March,
2: <laughs> dry ish.
1: It's only the start,
2: yeah. Wait, Jeff, you got anything a, over there? A damp, a damp, uh. Or a, a muggy, I don't know. Moist? I heard someone ha- had a term for Moist. It, where where <laughs> yeah. it was like, it's not dry. But... Yeah, maybe a little moist. <laughs> I'm uh, a little boggy.
1: A little boggy.
0: Shout out to Weed. Thank you, Weed, for existing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually, I, I'm drinking a Coca Cola, but there's actually a reason. I did have a beer earlier, but uh, Netflix just dropped that, uh, the Polynesian flight that went missing, MH73 or whatever it is. Um, they dropped a three episode little series documentary style, but Oh, it looks, it looks like it's going to explore all the crazy conspiracy theories and such.
1: Oh, and, uh, I will be very so, much into that.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to get quite stoned after this and watch at yeah. least the first episode. Of yeah. That. I'm,
1: I'm all in on that. Yeah. I'm very excited. Netflix still does some kind of good.
0: Uh, the documentaries is their go-to now. And I think they should just stick to that. Because they do them, I mean, it's not even that they do them super great. It's just the amount that they do that I'm actually interested in.
1: They do a lot of true crime. Yeah, exactly. Um, hmm.
0: Like, they did a D.B. Cooper one. Or that might have been HBO. It's HBO or Netflix. They did a D.B. Cooper one, and it was crazy disappointing. Huh. But other than that, like, Netflix, you know, with the true crime ones, I'm, I'm usually pretty happy with them.
1: I was thinking about canceling them, but I probably won't. Steph still That's watches important. stuff on there.
3: Pete, so what do you got to do? Pete. Go ahead, up? Pete.
2: Pete, what you oh. got? Oh, um, I have a local favorite of mine, uh, Free Will's coffee oatmeal brown
1: ale. I love that beer. Um, it's just really
2: really good. It's like seven and a half, eight eight percent maybe. Right. I want to say it. Oh, it's 8.3. Um, I think when I first had it years ago, it was, a, it was around seven and a half. I guess they increased the sugar content to make more alcohol.
1: Always good stuff. And they do some different uh, barrel aged versions of it that always yeah. turn out good. And love that beer and love Free will. I also went uh, local here and a brewery that we mentioned often on the show. From Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company, I have the Date Jeans. It's a double dry hops double IPA. Went big for this one. It's got cool cool can art. It's got a got like a, car, a cartoon cartoon man with wearing some some jeans with a large belt buckle. He's all you know tatted up or whatever. If you want to see in the camera there, but I love me some Neshaminy Creek. I wish I wish they were more talked about in the region and winning awards like they used to because they haven't missed a beat. I don't know why they kind of went away with all the talk. When they first opened, they were like you know, the bee's knees of Pennsylvania brewing. I think a lot of
2: it is is that like they were really into like everyone loved the like all the like punk and movie references and so like because people, you know, people that are in the beer are the same people who are into movies and punk rock and heavy metal and stuff. So, you know, them making, like, they did the Tenacious D, Shape of Hops to Come, um, you know, the and then they do, you know, and then the movie movie theme ones they do, the Romero beer and stuff, so.
1: That tribute triple, I uh, asked one of the bartenders one time, I was like, is that ever going to make an appearance back? And he was like, nah, probably not. Like, I wonder what's with that with certain recipes or beers that they just won't bring back. Even uh, I, even if it was like a Tenacious D thing where they couldn't under the same name. But that was just a really good like Belgian triple. I
2: don't think that they ever actually put like the band's on band's name on it. They just had like caricatures that looked like them.
1: Yeah, like you, you knew what it was if you knew. Yeah. Uh,
3: I was actually listening to a backlog of the Mahoney Drive In podcast on Spotify. And they did an episode in October where they talked with one of the guys from the Creek. And he uh, said they're going to bring back the, what, the the collab they did with the Mahoning, the sh- uh, Showtime at Sundown. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're going to bring that back next summer. So be on the lookout for that. I- I'm excited. I didn't get to drink a whole lot of those. So
0: yeah, I didn't it's, get any- a, it's an old timey rushable it's like i think it's less than four percent maybe it's it's perfect yeah it's yeah, perfect for perfect in the
1: drive-in so you don't get out yep. of hand all right so rip them at the drive-in which yeah, i'm
0: excited to attend already i
3: can't wait, I can't wait. i'm jones and jones and so bad to go are we
1: are we Why? doing that um i know sean had a wedding but the uh the rest of us are we doing that uh opening june week or not, uh, early june weekend
0: i'll be there Werewolf we'll yeah werewolf weekend.
1: Alright well, Jeff, I'll I'll get with working. you off air. I, I definitely want to do at least one of those nights.
0: Yeah, my my uh I'm gonna bring the whole crew, me, Ashley and the new dog, Mr. Hollis Valentine.
1: Yeah, we do have we do have a new uh killer pod uh member. Yeah. Jeff, you'll have to throw a photo up. Yeah, man. And tag um, it and I'll I'll share under the podcast name, and welcome the member to the group.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little killer pod something for him. Well, maybe a little T-shirt or a sticker I'll just slap on his butt. <laughs> um, but speaking of the Mahoning, I think. So I talked to my mom on uh, her birthday. It was March 4th, a couple days ago. And I was like, I really think you guys, or my dad, I was like, I think you should come to the Mahoning for something. Just to check it out. Like, you don't have to stay. It's not a crazy drive. But, like, you know, just to check it out. I'm, and then I said to her, I said, the problem is just make, like making finding a movie that you'll enjoy literally the next day they announced cusack weekend or whatever cusack attack uh better off dead which is like her favorite movie and one crazy summer okay that was and i i can't wait to go to that just generally they're like two hilarious 80s
1: comedies is that a weekend john or like uh no that's television. one. Night. i think it's a
0: it's a it's a one-nighter on either a friday or saturday i can't remember. Okay. I have it
2: up
3: it's uh, Saturday June 10th
2: there you go I'm sorry I blew up your mom Ricky <laughs> yeah oh
0: god it's so
3: good there's a bunch of good ones they've announced so far you got the werewolf weekend uh, they're doing the muppets take mahoning uh, zombie fest is already announced I-, I
1: can never do zombie fest which sucks because I. zombie fest and camp blood are both like summer holiday weekends and I can only do one
0: Yeah, Zombie Fest this year is kind of a bust for me because every night I think it's three movies and I've seen one movie each night on thirty five already. Which is like not a big deal. But it's like then you're like just kind of picking your spot. Well that
1: that's Um, gonna start happening with us because thanks to the Mahoning and the Colonial, like we're we're getting exposure to all these movies, which is awesome.
0: But I think the Saturday night they have the beyond. So if I do go, it'll be the Saturday night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's so much more that's going to be announced. I'm excited.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm checking their Instagram like
0: every day just to see. Yeah, and I don't know if if uh I sent you guys that picture of, of uh, Creature Feature weekends website. I don't know if they spilled the beans or if they're just not ready to announce. The Mahoney's not ready to announce yet.
1: But yeah, that was that, that was, was like, interesting.
0: Yeah, um if anyone doesn't know Creature Feature Creature, Feature weekend. My dog is snoring in the background.
1: <laughs> I thought it was a growl. I was like, "Oh no, what yeah. happened? The cat got him."
0: Uh, no, he snores and farts like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uh, he's, well, he's he's like thirty pounds. He's the best. Creature, um, Feature weekend is basically, I guess, what like southern PA. It's a, it's a it's based out of Gettysburg, but they do a uh, con at the Wyndham Hotel. And then they do, like, a con uh, movie thing and a drive-in down there. Like, last year they had uh Bill Mosley at it, and they showed, like, The Devil's Rejects and Texas Chainsaw 2. Uh, but this year, it looks like they're expanding. So they're doing the Wyndham, the Gettysburg thing, and then it says Creature Feature Weekend at the Mahoning, but nothing is announced for it yet. So I'm thinking they're going to do probably the same kind of thing, like a little con and... Maybe a guest in some, some movies. That'll be
1: cool. Yeah, I think they're yeah. seeing some success with the doing the little outdoor con on the grounds before the movies.
0: Oh,
3: absolutely. I mean,
1: like we bought a bunch of shit, and I mean. Ah,
0: and it's just fun. That's the atmosphere.
3: And when, when we talked to Virgil at the punk rock flea market, he said the same thing that they're trying to bring in more vendors, do more vendor weekends, make them themed. And if that's a themed weekend, then we might see some creature features on the big screen. Yeah, I'm excited. That'd be, pretty, that'd be
1: real sick. I know we've talked about it countless times, but Jeff, like, it's so crazy how much has grown.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, you gotta. And I love it. Right,
1: it. I love it. And then we yeah, had I, like I, the near death of the Mahoning, that like broke all of our hearts and terrified us, and we're ready to march on the Lee Heighton, uh, <laughs> the Lee town the council. Town the, council <laughs> I, which I was fully ready to do.
0: I mean, it's grown. But here's the deal, like to anyone who wants to go, if you're ever worried about getting there, you're usually fine. There's three things you have to worry about. VHS Fest, Zombie Fest, and Camp Blood. They're the three you got to jump on as soon as they announce. Other than that, you can literally shut the gate with a $20 bill. On your
1: phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no more cash.
0: Oh, so they're done with cash?
1: Yeah, it's all, it's all through the app now. Oh, I didn't even know that. Which is fine. It's 2023. You know how to use apps.
3: I want to do some more Tuesday events this year that's a, a goal of mine this summer
0: yeah hit them up I am not gonna to get to do any Tuesdays because of my new work schedule which I ain't mad about I mean it leaves
1: but you off weekends it's fine yeah. yeah
0: that's a fine trade yeah I'll take it but there's um there's been some good Tuesday announcements as well so yeah
3: we'll be there on the second for the evil
0: dead are you gonna to go to cannibal Holocaust unlikely oh you should do it just to <laughs> test yourself
3: yeah <laughs> Eh, it seems unlikely. You
1: Maybe guys have in Stand having... by me. Oh. Stand by me. Yep. When's that?
3: Uh May 30th on 35.
1: Oh, I'm worried about being cold. Yeah. I get I get cold for camp blood.
2: That's a I, that's silly. At night? Yeah.
1: It drops. So
2: only, it's only that one night. This past year, at least. It did. It did get you right. I like it. I like it. I mean, when you're under your bike, it's fine.
1: I like it for sleeping. I I sleep like a baby. But when I'm trying to watch a movie and my whole body is shaking, that isn't the
2: best. Put your sleeping bag over yourself.
1: Yeah. You guys have anything on the news front?
0: Nah, man. I haven't seen much.
1: The only thing I had was the glaring reviews for Scream 6. Which I'm really trying not to overhype. I, I wasn't overhyping at all until I started seeing like some pretty major uh, horror news and horror community publications like raving about this thing. I saw one that said the best sequel, maybe even better than Scream 2. Um, Blade Disgusting had something about it being uh, really awesome. I, f- I forget the exact words, but they dropped something today. It's getting some hype. Um, there was the uh,
2: link I sent you guys that um, is a calling it a twisted reimagining of of the Last Shift, which is already a beloved movie that we have on here. Uh, it's gonna be. It's called
1: Malum. Yeah, I don't know if they need to do that. Yeah. I, mean, I... I don't really understand why they're calling
2: it that. Like, is it not a, is it a sequel? Is it a prequel? Like, why do you need to, that's a little confusing to me because it's not like it's a, it's like a, it's like a eight year old movie.
1: Apparently it's just a reimagining, And the only intriguing part is, it's the same. I don't think it's the same director, but it's the same screenwriter. So maybe they're just doing it because uh, the last shift was such a small release and, and only VOD and they want to try to get this thing in theaters. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, I mean, I love the last shift. Like that's, that's one of the few movies in, in recent memory that genuinely scared the crap out of me while I was watching it. Even on a second viewing creeped the hell out of me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. Um, other than that, the only other thing I see here on bloody disgusting for news is, uh, that the um, Punisher is returning in with John Bernthal in the new Disney Plus Daredevil series.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I love Jer- John Bernthal as the Punisher. Yeah, Jeff, my you... only
2: concern is that because of how every episode, I was like, so, how could they make it more violent? with the Punisher, and then they did, but that was Netflix, so I feel like Disney's definitely going to make them tone it down. But we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't think he's going to be heavily involved. Maybe, like, a two-episode yeah, two, he, e- two episode yeah, yeah. appearance.
3: Yeah, I think he'll be a side character that shows up for a little bit, might not be
2: overly used. Well, I think it's a build-up to him potentially getting... I think that they're going to try and redo at least the best... like. like the, to me, they got to bring back Luke Cage. That was one of the. That was the. Other than the Punisher, Luke Cage was the best of those shows, in my opinion. Nah. Um. So I think they need to bring back. Obviously, the Iron Fist was the weakest, right? We can all agree on that. I liked uh, that.
1: I liked what's her name. Um, yeah, most... and I
2: I rumored that she was. I heard a rumor that she's coming back too. So,
1: who knows? Yeah, I'd we'll say,
0: see. I'd say like, in my order. That first, well, see, this is what the problem with Luke Cage is. The first half is great for the first season. And then, as soon as spoiler alert, Cottonmouth gets killed, it's crap. He's the best part of the show and they kill him off. Yeah. It sucks. Um, But I think my order would be Daredevil season two, then Jessica Jones, and then.
1: You gotta go, probably. Probably Punisher. Yeah, yeah, Punisher. Season 1. I didn't even watch
0: season 2 of The Punisher.
1: Oh, you gotta watch it. It was good.
0: Yeah, it's, it's gone, good. right? Because there is a back on Disney. Uh, of of you
1: can watch it somewhere, I would imagine. Uh-huh. They're on Disney Plus, I think. But the the way they did The Punisher and Micah's dynamic, I, I love all of that.
2: I heard
0: Jigsaw wasn't quite Jigsaw.
1: <laughs> no, it was... No, nah, he's too pretty. Yeah, yeah when, when he came back. Billy.
0: Billy with like a cut on his face. Yeah, pretty, it's yeah, like it's much. like the, it's like fully healed scars. Yeah. Like, it, it definitely it definitely
1: wasn't like the the Punisher movie War Zone.
0: Yeah, give me give me War Zone
2: uh, <laughs>
1: all me, day. That movie is ridiculous. I, love, I it. love it. I love it. So but much. the
2: end the end of that season one when he's just raking his face on the glass.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's you're like, just
2: I was just like, oh my god, like I can't believe for, you know, what it's essentially a kid show. That is not a kids' show. No,
1: it's a comic book movie for kids. No, but it's the Punisher. You you can't call that a. That was solely for adults.
0: Full blown sex scenes in it. God, Peter, what kind of kids are you raising (laughs) over there? (laughs) I don't
2: know. They're comic books. Comic books are for kids. They used to be. Do kids? I mean, I'm not saying you can't read them as adults, but they're aimed towards kids.
0: At least our generation, they were. Well, yeah, our generation. There's a damn comic book's code. You weren't allowed to say sucks in it.
1: But also, like, our parents thought, like, oh, comic books, they're innocent enough, but they didn't know what we were reading.
0: Yeah, but they were innocent enough back then.
2: Yeah.
1: It really started really up the empty. Have, they let's never move really out of
0: co- the comic book world. Let's, let's get past that. All
1: yeah. right. Um. Sean, do you have anything for news?
0: Uh, the only thing
3: I saw was uh, Sam Raimi did an AMA on Reddit the other day, or somewhat recently, and teased a possible Drag Me to Hell 2.
1: Yeah, he's he has like, his team working on a plot, but he doesn't know where to go because there was such a definitive ending. We'll see yeah. where that goes. I could be on board. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be into it. We just got to see if he can actually come up with something or his team can.
3: Now, have you guys seen trailers for the blackening coming out in june no it's, it's given me, me cabin in the wood cabin in the woods vibes uh looks like it could be pretty fun
1: what's the story behind it
3: uh oh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> All it's, right. it's 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 a bunch of dudes it's a uh, movie. going away for it's it's uh, i think it's an all-black cast um go away for the weekend to a cabin in the woods and then there's a a killer okay uh definitely similar to
2: what's his name from jj's podcast
1: oh god josh (laughs) (laughs) is he is he the killer (laughs) yeah that was that was the joke um there's another trailer
2: the inside joke (laughs) yeah yeah
1: i'm not even gonna drop the name of the podcast just inside joke uh there's another trailer i saw that's not really horror it's more uh police procedural but to catch a killer has anyone seen anything about that
2: no
1: it is a um like I said, a, a police procedural, but there's a killer on the loose in what appears to be Chicago just sniping people at random, but like in in mass quantities, like just on the loose, like taking people out and the hunt to track him down and stop him. It looks mm-hmm. like it has a good cast. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I, lo- I love that kind of subgenre. Didn't see, a re- didn't see a release date but the trailer dropped today so we'll see
2: well I who Jeff you said you've been watching a lot of things right
0: uh yeah uh, I've been just
2: killing stuff um
0: on shutter um I watched uh track uh, the to- Dracula's daughters? Daughters of Dracula? I don't know. Was it was a Joe Bob that they lost the rights to, but they got him back. So I watched that. It is, um, it's a Hammer movie, but it's got the most nudity I've ever seen in a Hammer movie. This is wild. Um, and I watched uh, Carnal Madness, which is a crazy old, like, lower than B movie. Um, it's like a sexploitation movie. Uh, Bones and All I watched.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. What uh, did you think about that one?
0: It was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, it was enjoyable and there was some real creepy stuff going on with Sully. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't like blow my mind. Um, I had a lot of questions afterwards too. Like why did the dude... Cannibal find it necessary to bang the carny guy that he was going to kill and eat. Uh, like, okay.
1: I think that was like a luring in type thing.
0: But he did lure him. Then he banged him, and then killed him. Hey, as opposed
1: to sexual just... sexual Tyrannosaurus. It's like
2: it's like how sometimes you inject a, a chicken with brine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's I'm disgusting. sorry. What did uh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry? What did Ash think of that one?
0: Same. She, she liked it. She didn't love it. She made it. Um But it was a it was a good watch. No yeah. Doubt. I I don't regret watching it by any means. Um oh god, what else did I watch? They call her one eye, which is very bizarre. Hmm. Uh, I don't recommend anybody watch it. Okay. Is yeah. that a yeah. shutter, John? Is it a what?
1: A shutter one?
0: No, no, no. This is just like I it's found it on something and I was like, Ugh, I have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't call people names anymore. Yeah. They call her One Eye. Very weird. It had like an alternate title too, but I don't know what the hell it had. Oh, God. And. That's all I can remember right now. I finally watched my Texas Chainsaw 2 Vinegar Syndrome. I don't know if I said that.
1: Um, Do you have a supplemental coming up on that? No, I
0: got to start it up. I'm, I've been busy with getting the dog and taking care of the dog and work. I, wa-
1: I want to hear about those special features on there.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see them desperately because like, there's a bunch of um, stuff they just filmed like in 2022. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I can remember offhand, but I definitely I've been watching stuff so I've been really on the ball with that at least after dinner I get one movie in so alright what about you boys anything uh, exciting watchable outside
1: of the our horror stuff I did catch uh, Creed 3 so did I I loved it wait what Creed 3
0: when did that come out? This
1: this Friday. this past weekend.
0: Oh damn, dude, it was dope.
1: It. it was dope, Pete. Oh, did, that's exciting. Pete, were you on board with it?
2: Yeah, I liked it.
1: Oh man, the Don't the talk main, about it. huh?
0: Don't talk about it. I want to see it.
1: Yeah, no spoilers. Just on like I just want to say the so with the Rocky movies and the Creed movies, the the villain slash opponent makes the movie, right?
0: Oh, you said Creed.
1: Yeah, what did you think I said?
0: I thought
1: you said Creep. No, are they doing a Creed three? Uh,
0: they've been talking about it, but nothing
1: that is no, no. official. <laughs> Damn it, that'd be uh, like breaking okay. news. <laughs> no Creed. I was
0: wondering why you said not horror. I was,
1: like, I
2: was gonna, I, I was gonna tell you to get your head looked at because I, in the text message, I brought up Creed three, and you're like, yeah, it actually does look good. Yeah, I'm like does. now, <laughs> now you're saying that you don't even know that they made it. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Annunciate. <laughs> uh, Creep, Creep
1: three. Well, I mean P and D on on the hotlines, it it blares.
3: Oh, we'd be shitting our pants for Creep Three. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I love Creed Three. And uh, the cool. the opponent uh dame was just just off the hook. Like he reminded me in, in so many ways of uh Tom Hardy. With like his face acting and all these like his the facial expressions, yeah. he's very menacing. Yep. Yeah. Really good. I can't wait to like we're gonna see more from this guy. He uh was the lead in, for... was that? So good. Good. He was the lead in um um Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. And he was in the new Ant Man, but who the fuck cares?
2: Jeez. Well I was gonna say that. I'm he's done with like Marvel. He, right now he's huge because he's The villain in the newest Ant-Man, which is out now.
1: He's the villain. Oh, he's the villain? Creed,
2: which is out now. And then he's also in, like, uh, an Apple TV movie, I think. That's, like, a war movie, I think.
1: Well, I think Lovecraft Country is, like, gave him his boost. He was in a lot of, like, indie, super indie dramas. He's very uh, traditionally trained. Like, he went to Yale for drama. Which is
2: wild, because the dude is fucking yoked
1: yeah like i mean he was he was menacing and i i loved i I wish there was more of him in the movie that's the only gripe i would have with creed 3 is more dame
2: yeah but then i don't i also don't think it needed to be any longer so at the same time
1: no it was it well i guess that's the only just under two hours yeah the only b part uh i loved it there's some there's some beef and, and I don't think it has to do with Michael
2: B. Jordan, but there's something that, like, the studio...
1: So, and, with Stallone? And
2: Stallone, yeah. So, you Stallone, is...
1: Stallone's beefing with the producers. He wants the rights uh, to Rocky, and they won't give it up. So, that caused some tension that Stallone was completely cut out, like completely stumbed, snubbed from this thing, which kind of sucks. But to be honest... I kind of forgot about him even being involved while I was watching the movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, it didn't need, he didn't need to be in it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of reference to Apollo, which is cool. Um but at the same I time, I he heard he, that he could have added an extra element which would have been nice.
2: I thought I had heard the, regardless after the last one that he wasn't going to be in anymore anyway.
1: He now, I don't know if that was I read an interview that like he was upset that he wasn't involved in this one and it was because of him versus the the producers thing it had nothing to do with michael b jordan he directed the movie so it's weird that like they didn't even like he's not even mentioned it's not a spoiler or anything like they don't mention rocky yeah
2: he's mentioned once or twice
1: no yeah when
2: uh when they're like um They're when they're saying uh, that Apollo did this for Rocky, you could do it for Dame. Well, like it's just like in passing. I meant like like, mentioned
1: like where is he? Like no,
2: no, 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 no. You're right. Yeah.
1: Um, which is fine. I'm glad they didn't like disrespect him and like kill him off in some lame way, like in Independence Day Two, where it's just like a picture of Will Smith Smith hanging on there. Like oh yeah, drunk, dead. But yeah, anyway, good movie. Um, I actually saw it in IMAX. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. The only thing I want to mention with, like, uh, speaking of seeing it in theaters, I'm actually, for the first time in a long time, a little bit excited for the new Fast and the Furious. They, sh- they showed the trailer before Creed 3. Oh, I didn't get that. And I'll, I'll probably go see that in IMAX, like, by myself, because Steph won't give a shit. But I'm a little excited. It looks it looks fun, especially this one has like
2: Cena, Cena right in it, right?
1: Yeah, it's got Cena. It's got Jason Momoa as the villain. Um,
2: Isn't the trailer like
3: five minutes long? Yeah, or is that just the yeah.
1: one I watched? No, it's five minutes long. But it, it it's looks like exciting. Most of the movie, and I was like, ah, oh, like in IMAX, like no, I'm down for that. So I, I heard that there's beef between The Rock and Vin Diesel. Apparently,
2: that's why they gave a rock the rock the fast and furious and that he's not in the new ones anymore.
1: Ah, uh, that would actually make sense. I think it's because he
2: because it's probably just an ego thing is my guess because the rock is the top billed star in Hollywood but Vin Diesel wants to be top of the call
1: list. Well, I'm pretty sure the that's rock all it is has to do with. much more important than Vin Diesel. I'm going to tell you that much. Yeah.
2: Well, in the and that movie franchise, no. But if
1: you you know, in the world. In, yes. life, in the
2: world, yeah. <laughs> um, like I want
1: to see in Dodger Stadium, like Creed 3, The Rock just beat the crap out of Vin Diesel. I would pay yeah. pay-per-view money it, for that. It wouldn't even be a contest.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I know they say Vin Diesel's like some martial arts shit or whatever, but... Yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's that he's that doing that, Steven Seagal.
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we all we saw that video I sent out last night.
1: I've seen that three times before you guys sent it out, and I've, yeah, I, I'm impressed every also, time.
0: <laughs> I wonder, like, to be one of those guys, that just gets phantom thrown. Like, is he paying them or
3: brainwashed
2: no. to like? He's like, well, it's all in Russia, first of all. Yeah, and no. he's like a god in Russia for some yeah. reason. That's where he lives. So like. I don't know. They just filled the stadium, and people like were just like watching. They were cheering
1: hard. (laughs) Um, Proud of that guy. I
2: saw a, uh, and maybe we should do this just for fun. Whatever the he, a movie he must have come out with a movie sometime within the last like year or two, and apparently it's just like so obvious how little effort he's putting in, and it's just like he's holding like a, like an assault rifle, and like and he's like no selling like the fact that it's like like he's supposed to be shooting and obviously it's all added in post but like he's not even holding against his shoulder he's holding like above his shoulder and it's not even (laughs) like jerking back and forth
1: (laughs) just like Uh, the the clip i saw was funny he has become a mess um Um,
2: i uh i watched a bunch of things recently so I, i i we talked about creed um I watched a whole series it's a really quick watch because they're half hour episodes and I found it mildly entertaining I mean I think most people wouldn't enjoy it it's with uh, Christoph Waltz called the um, the uh, it's on Amazon um, shit not the accountant um, fuck oh no <laughs> it's that, that thing when you bring some the, the uh, you bring somebody in to like an office to fix things. Consultant, and the consultant. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, the, the plumber. The Xerox guy. So it's called the consultant, and uh, in the beginning of the first episode, this guy gets killed, who's running this like app video game company, and then all of a sudden, this guy shows up, and it's just like. You don't know who he is, and he's just like, oh, I found it pretty interesting. Uh, the main character, female, is really attractive, and uh, the main guy, I've seen him in a bunch of different things. Uh, he's the brother. They look, they look very similar. They're like really close in age. I don't know if they're twins or not. Uh, the brother of the guy from um shit. <laughs> You sure
3: you, you sure
2: you watch this? <laughs> uh, yeah. What's that movie? The the A twenty four like uh, the movie that everybody loves with the uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. Yep.
1: Colin Farrell idiot
2: today. Um, but uh, the kid, the the boy, the the son. Um, oh
1: yeah, I knew about he's his, yeah he's in his, a bunch of stuff.
2: His brother is in this show. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on, um, I, two Netflix comedy specials, uh, Jim Jeffries has a new comedy special, Australian stand-up, I love him, he's hilarious, and Chris Rock's new special I watched last night. Oh, how yeah. was that? It was good. Um, it's it's interesting, uh, like, he really puts on that persona, that, like, Chris Rock persona, but, you know, it's it's stage comedy, you know, it's it is what it is but uh it was funny
1: huh. um yeah and well, he really I'm... doesn't
2: and he really doesn't touch on the will smith stuff until like the last like 10 minutes so that's good
1: yeah i'm tired um, of about that but that was fun- but it's still funny yeah
2: you know um yep both of those specials recommend and um that's it that i've right. been watching i think sean I watched- you haven't seen anything
3: Yeah, I watched a couple older specials recently on Netflix. They have like a decent backlog of specials from the last five or so years. Uh, I watched two from Tom Segura. That dude Mm. is pretty funny. So good. Uh, And a couple Bill Burr. Who I do like my Bill Burr. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen all the Bill Burr ones. Um, The only other thing. Oh, last week I mentioned a movie that I watched a classic, and I couldn't remember what it was. It was My Bloody Valentine. I watched for the first time. Oh, the OG or the remake? Yeah, the the OG.
1: Yeah, I love Uh, that movie. Yeah, I I have a very handsome, large poster hanging in, in the studio area for that one.
3: Yeah, I don't know why I'd never watched it before, but Valentine's Day came around, and I thought I'd watch it, and it was good. Classic. And now I understood uh, Vinny or uh, Jeff's dog's name. I got the Mm -hmm. reference. Got the reference right away. Uh the only other thing I've been watching is Shrinking on Apple T V Plus with uh Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Uh they I both work. Yeah, uh it just came out within the last, I don't know, two or three weeks and they both work as therapists and Jason Siegel's wife dies. It's not really a spoiler and he's like losing his mind. Uh and I I think it's his road to redemption he's trying to get his shit together and harrison ford's like the old crotchety guy who's trying to give him advice but is dealing with his own stuff but it's pretty good right. typical jason siegel uh pretty humorous he plays the piano a few times there might even be a dracula reference in there <laughs> but yeah we're, it's, it's we're on my list it. it's only a half hour episode so pretty quick Cool. cool. otherwise i watched a lot of uh or a couple of movies in preparation for tonight.
1: Ah, for our topic. hmm You guys ready? Shall we? So this evening, we have a War Games coming at you, and we're going with Giallo. Or as uh, a co-worker of mine was saying, Giallo. I do it's have just
0: a... the same thing with an accent. Yes. Kind of racist.
3: No! Yeah.
1: He is legitimately from Italy. And he's a big fan of Giallo, and he right. has he has an Italian accent. I, I can't help that.
3: Acceptable, acceptable.
1: I can't help that. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to dive into this. I was it, I think this is going to be interesting because so Pete and Sean, you were like fully uh, like not familiar with this subgenre, right? Before getting ready for the episode. Correct.
3: Yeah, very much not familiar.
1: Yeah, so I was excited for that aspect for you guys to discover it. But then, kind of learned through some group texts and messaging that Pete, you were fully out, and Sean, you were on the fence. These it's movies a... are really great if you want to fall asleep. Oh my god! All right, well, we will get into it. Um, I I love this, and it's it, it's a late bloom for all of us as a whole because, like Jeff, we we couldn't get a hold of these. You know, younger.
0: No, no, it's only uh, odd.
1: Yeah, through the really,
0: really Arrow for me is. I, I was, was going to say, say through, through
1: the the great people at Arrow Video, Severn Films, and Shutter really opened our eyes uh, in the horror community to all these movies, and I am fully in love with them and still consuming them. There's so many to to watch, but anyway, we will get into it. War Games top ten. And we'll see uh we'll see what kind of gripes Pete has and what's gonna what what he qualifies to even make his top ten.
2: I feel like Sean's
1: just based on what we what we've talked about, Sean's a little confused, still dabbling, <laughs> maybe I, trying to maybe trying to I figure under, it out. I
3: understand what you mean now when you say some of them aren't Giallo's and some of them are, because
1: there is a thin line. And
3: a, there needs to be a black leather glove, there needs to be Quiet, weird whispering, and then like weird jazz solos anytime anything serious happens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a quick uh, quick break for refreshments and bathroom breaks, and then we'll get into it. I'll, I'll do a little little giallo, like and not, uh, brief history. But before that, grab your popcorn, grab your beers, take a pee. This break's only going to be about three quarters of a second. And we'll be right back. You bring it. All right. So we're back. And you might be asking yourself, if you aren't familiar with the subgenre, what is Giallo? Uh, Giallo is uh, Italian films. It started in the 1950s with Giallo novels, which were like pulpy detective murder mystery novels that uh, they all had a yellow cover to. Distinguish them as being like kind of adults only, and some explicit content. And Giallo translates to yellow, and those novels were very popular in Italy, and then eventually translated into murder mystery films. They're very close to like the American slasher in many ways, but more of a mystery. Um, black gloves, a blade being involved in the murders. Uh, what else were the tropes? There's usually a detective boobs. involved. What was that? Boobs. Boobs. Definitely lots of boobs. Yeah, I mean, the, similar to the 80s uh, slasher boom, Giallo really hit its peak in the 70s. Uh, it was booming in the 70s. And... But what made it different from our American slashers where that they were more whodunit detective oriented or people uh, stepping into that detective role. There was always a, or mostly a, a reporter involved in some way that was getting involved in the mystery. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, something that I got, exposed to recently and I I just love them it's I don't know what it is about it they're they're very different and unique and weird in a lot of ways but they really attract me I was surprised Pete that you weren't on board I mean that I, a couple of them uh weren't terrible okay
3: but I think Pete and I talked about this but like I found myself like looking at my phone a lot. Because a lot of the ones we watch, they have like some meandering storylines and like side plots that don't really have anything to do with the main plot.
1: There's definitely a lot of uh, melodrama and kind of a
2: lot of drama.
1: Kind of what uh, I kept
2: thinking, what I kept thinking is that these movies are if you compiled all of the most boring parts from a James Bond movie where James Bond isn't actually in it. And that's what these movies are. (laughs)
1: Hmm. I've never looked at it that way. And I mean, you're
3: gonna make Vinny so sad.
1: I've I've never (laughs) been bored by him. Like they just suck me in. I am super interested in the camera work, uh, the the mystery itself, the what's happening on screen with the colors, the weirdness with like, and we talked a little bit about it on on uh, text with the music. Some of the music being really distracting and not having like a place and I, I don't know if, if it's a cultural thing or it being really, really fitting and good music, especially with Argento's uh, partnership with Goblin, like just awesome. Um, um,
2: the one thing that was really that is really distracting for me, the ones that I enjoyed more are the ones that were in Italian. But the thing with, with some of these movies is they actually, like, they record it. And sometimes you can tell that the person's speaking English. But they dub, they, they dub over it anyway. Yeah, And it's really distracting to me.
3: All right, I couldn't um, figure that out. I, I, I'm glad you said that, because I kept watching it. And I was like, all right, their lips look like they're saying yeah. that thing. But it still, like, doesn't line up perfectly. Yeah,
2: Joe Bob dis- described it when he did the Pieces episode. And he he explains it like you can w- watch the movie and sometimes somebody will just be speaking Spanish <laughs> and sometimes somebody'll be speaking Italian and it's sometimes you're clearly like that person is speaking English I can read their lips because it doesn't matter because they're dubbing over it anyway yeah and with another voice so that I just found that distracting I, the ones I enjoy, the one that was my favorite was straight
1: up in Italian
3: oh man I didn't catch any in Italian
1: i watched a lot through um um i have a a decent sized collection from from arrow video and severin like in hard copy blu-ray but then i signed up for the free trial for arrow video their app to watch some other ones i haven't seen or wanted to revisit and they have i mean arrow has a bunch the only downside was there I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see it in dubbed, but it's also not uh, captioned, so I had to like put the caption on through the TV, which was a little delayed. But I mean, I still knew what was going on; it was fine.
3: This is, all the movies had the same plot. So. <laughs>
2: um, the. Uh, um, I'm not. I mean, I, I don't mean to. I like say like they, they definitely all have. Parts that I I found interesting, but I do love how, like, sometimes because they're also trying to, especially with Dario Argento, I think he's like trying to make it like some of the movies. It's like clearly filmed in Europe, but like want you to think it's in New York or something, and so like, um, they'll be like they'll have like you know street shots from another movie or, or that are just I don't know probably public domain street shots or something or that he shot in another city. And then, but then, like, all the characters' names are like, you know, um, Claudio or like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Aaron Chini over here. <laughs> you know, classic American names.
1: Well, so I, I also wanted to say uh, that co worker that I mentioned, his name is actually Claudio. <laughs> I um, you going to say
2: his name's Aaron <laughs> no,
1: His name is His name is Claudio, and he's. He's a little bit older than us, so he he grew up in that time uh where he was in middle school and going into high school in the seventies where in Italy where these movies were popping off and he has some really cool stories about like going to theaters with his friends and it it all lined up with, you know, the people that we hear about going in the eighties to American slashers, like we've talked about. And it sounded really cool, and then like he was like saying like their local uh, Cable Channel or whatever Uh, had a Giallo night on Fridays where they would show a du- double feature of uh, different Giallo movies and they would have like sleepovers based around that like, it sounded really cool
3: I think but a lot it, of the things it, it was a found, big deal a, a lot of the things I found about Giallo that I thought oh this is like formulaic and they're all kind of the same plot you could say the same thing about slasher movies yeah it's 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 not that different.
2: I certainly think that if I could place myself in that time, like watching this in the 70s, I would probably have a completely different oh, idea sure. about it, you know.
3: 100%. There was plenty also, to, to appreciate about these movies, I thought.
2: I also said to Sean that I feel like at any point these cars could have just fallen apart. Like some of these, <laughs> some of these like cheap Italian cars, they don't sound good. They look. They don't take corners well.
1: Nope, nope.
2: <laughs> um, um, anyway, let's get into right.
1: it. Yeah, let's get into this war game. So, yeah, we're going top 10. Uh, we're going to do the usual formula. Uh, Pete still is the reigning money in the bank champion. We do not like, see him
3: definitely going to use it tonight. We
1: don't see him coming down the ramp with the briefcase tonight, but he does hold the uh, the money in the bank, meaning that at any time he can just swipe someone's pick off the list and take it as his own if he doesn't agree. But we're doing top 10, so that means we have quantity over quality. So that would mean that if you go, so based on the winner of trivia, if you go quantity, uh, that person will get picks 10, 9, 6, and 3. If you're middle of the pack, usually the person that, is last in trivia you're getting picks eight five and two if you choose to be the number one overall you're getting picks seven four and one
0: all right uh i just wanted to let it be known that i recently got a pair of minnetonka slippers and they're wonderful um so (laughs) i I actually i actually need
1: new slippers
0: Welcome you know. to the good life, man. Yeah, they're awesome. They have like rubber soles and like fuzzy insides. I love them. Mm. Anywho, sorry. <laughs> I was just admiring them. Um, so you kind of screwed me on trivia but with your explanation of what Jalo is, but I no. got another one. Sorry. Um, so we'll start off. I kinda I'm keeping them rather easy. Um so in the New York Ripper. The killer speaks as what or it speaks in the voice of what famous Disney cartoon character? Donald Duck. All
3: right, that's Sean. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I know that.
0: Uh, (laughs) Sean, you good work out of here. Oh my god, yeah, look at you. Um, what do you want? You want your choice here? I want to do as as little as possible. So you probably uh, want number one.
3: No, I want to be B. Okay, uh, or, middle uh, of the Yeah, right. In the, I want I want to be in the middle.
0: Okay.
3: I don't want the pressure
0: in number one, and I don't want the quantity. So stick me in the middle. All right. I'll stick you somewhere. <laughs> so let me let me mark my, my listings here. So you're gonna do eight, five, and two.
3: Yep.
1: All
3: I think right. I've seen I think I've seen the least amount of these, so that's fair. All
0: right. Um next question. Camille Keaton, star of What Have You Done to Solange, is most recognizable as the lead in this rape revenge classic.
1: Third House on the Left. No, it's not called Third House on the Left either. Oh damn it. First House That's on the, the Left. Way. Pete?
2: House at the end of the lane? No.
0: Benny, you want to try uh, one more? Why like, I try like why third why movie? third
1: house on the left?
0: Uh, I don't know, but that's that's not a movie. The last house house it, might the be. Left? it might be a movie. We no,
1: it's not a no. Um, nobody? No, no. Um the- I spit on your grave? There uh, I was panicking.
2: Peter. Pete, what would you like? i guess i'll take number one
0: okay that leaves then you would pride, tip quality or uh, quantity anyway yeah. i think yeah
2: i would I, I just don't want to talk four times <laughs> why not <laughs> i like hearing your voice so yeah. Pete, i know and i normally like
0: talking you are one four and or i should say six four and one or i'm sorry Did i mess that up Pete's, I think it's Pete's five. Seven, seven, seven four, yeah. and, one. Seven, four yeah, and one. Seven, four and one. I'm sorry. And then Vinny, you are quantity over quality, which means you are 10, nine, six and Three? And three. All right. Yes. Sean, you get the rest. Third house on the Good left. Good
1: enough.
0: All right. As usual, send okay. your picks through the Zoom meeting uh, messenger directly to me in the form of a question where it will not be accepted.
1: All right, hold on. I got to figure out how to do that. Well, Jesus. <laughs> I got you. I, I got just got text you. it.
0: I mean, it really doesn't matter how it gets here. You can send it by carrier pigeon if you'd like. Just Well, just
1: bear it with it. me. This is a long title. Smoke signal. Yeah. Uh Zipline. Oh two, uh two if, cups anybody,
3: string. if anybody is looking for more Giallo, there is a you know a collection on
0: Shudder, but Tubi had a surprising amount too. Tubi has a surprising amount of everything. The the yeah. shit you find on there blows my mind sometimes. I every time
3: I think I can't find a movie, I'll go to Tubi and like there it is.
1: Yeah, Tubi right. Tubi and then uh Screambox. Like you don't have to subscribe. Like they have a a Tubi format where you can watch things with ads without subscribing, and they had a decent amount too.
2: Tubi really hits you with those uh, HIV prep commercials. Oof! <laughs> yeah. It's like the same commercial every time. Um, you did Sorry. forget another
0: thing that makes it a jalo. Generally, the longest goddamn titles.
1: Yes, and a lot of <laughs> titles involving animals
0: so at number 10 video selected your vice is a locked room and only I have the key I like this one
1: yeah um, this is one that I have not seen I've heard uh, other people talk about in other podcasts when discussing Giallo it is uh, directed by Sergio Martino it's Jeff uh, have you seen this one
0: I have not seen
1: this one. So this would you'll dig this. It is it is sleazy. Uh Ooh. I've seen many, many a comment or or review mention it being uh uh how's, how's it worded? So it, it's it's Edgar uh Edgar Allan Poe inspired with the black hat. So uh Poe Orn. Uh you know what I mean uh, Poe like Orn. Poe Orn it's sleazy and but this one it's about a uh, husband and wife that just hate each other the husband in particular he's a disgrace writer he's an alcoholic he mentally and verbally abuses his wife but at the same time she's giving it back to him with some mind games it uh we'll we'll get into more of the the visuals with the the colorful or sometimes the Gothic backdrop of Giallo. This one doesn't have as much of that It's kind of like beige or in the middle of, of all that scenery. It's like a decrepit house that they're living in. There is a murder mystery where uh, the husband's mistress uh, gets murdered. So all fingers are pointing at him. And in the meantime, you just see this, this breakdown of a, 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 of a uh, relationship and the husband's niece comes to visit and shit just gets weirder, uh, especially sexually when she arrives and it has all the troops. It has, it has the blades. It has the really colorful blood. Um, But this is another one that was kind of mesmerizing to me. Like I, I was really sucked in from start to finish. And, and the weird thing with all of these, so Steph has to watch uh, a lot of horror movies with me. And for the most part, she doesn't care, or she's grossed out, or she's scared. But Giallo, like, she is locked in. She she loves the subgenre, and she gets really into the plot and the mystery of them. And she really dug this one, too, which I thought was kind of a, a good new. Um Satan the cat is cool. He ties into the whole it being based on uh pose the black cat. Uh very important to the plot and the twists and the conclusion and all that. There I noticed some of the so there we'll see a lot in these giallo films like there's a lot of killer POV uh shots, but this one in particular reminded me a lot of I I I wish I could find somewhere to see if Carpenter got influenced like a lot of Halloween Michael Myers type POV that I noticed like that he might have gotten inspired from but yeah so, you I, mentioned you liked this one
3: yeah I did uh I liked the wraparound with the cat um I noticed a lot of the same things Vinny was saying about there being it almost like Halloween type POVs like no, there's like shots in hallways and shots from behind the killer and Um. And uh the was it was she the niece? Ed Edvig Fennec? Yeah. She was his niece? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck?
1: Which <laughs> I was waiting for like, oh, like, you know, some kind of twist towards the end. Like is like she was pretending to be his niece, but wasn't actually or there was some kind of miscommunication like, busy- like because when she got there, he mentioned that, like, oh, I haven't seen you since you were a little girl. And it got weird. Like, <laughs> then it, got weird. it did. It did <laughs> it. Dude,
3: she is such a such an attractive woman.
1: Yes. Yeah, she's a beauty. When she um... like she was banging everybody. Like <laughs> when she banged the husband's like wife, her aunt by marriage. I was like, all right, like. So I was like, oh, that's weird. I was like, well, it's it's by marriage. Like, you could have... You could do some lesbian stuff with that. (laughs) But then, with the uncle, by blood, I was like, oh, all right, well, well, now we're getting weird. (laughs) Wow, this is just weird.
3: (laughs) They made this one very clear that he was, like, a huge piece of shit from the very beginning. But women, like, still were into him. He had that weird, like, sex club in the beginning.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, hippie orgies... There's, I mean, there's stuff going on with this thing, but the, the imagery and the the camera work very lined up with the, the classic, you know, Giallo tropes. Uh, Sergio Martino was, from what I gather, like uh, kind of big time in Italian films, Uh, limited in Giallo, but a lot of other stuff. So I think it was a big deal. This came out in 72 so it was right at the start and also at the like you know leading up to the peak of giallos so he cashed in on that
3: oh and the the uh the wrap-up of this movie was was actually like pretty brutal yeah uh which was cool
1: yeah so what do we want uh going forward if people you know, might not be exposed to Giallo, are we? It's like, there, there's major spoilers. Like, every single movie I mean, is that hoon yeah, it. Yeah, it's,
0: it's yeah. Um, that's up to you guys. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, I was uh, gonna
3: try not to. Uh, okay. Just, just because this was a genre I haven't been exposed. Well, to. Well, and it, yeah. it,
1: it's so much of the appeal. Like, at least for me, like. Yeah,
0: the mystery is. Yeah. yeah. The the reveal at the end is big in these movies. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so Pete, we'll, did you have uh, any thoughts on this one? Did you watch this one?
2: I've not seen this one. Okay, yeah, same
0: boat. It sounds like it's up my alley with that sleaze, though. Yeah, Pete, I I know you're cashed out on this
1: sub-genre, but Jeff, you would dig this one. Uh, Yeah. And I I have that month-long Arrow video trial. I'll send you a login so you can check this out.
0: Well, I'll have to look. So Arrow puts out um, Jalo box sets, I believe. I believe it's them that does it. Um, And I don't know why, but... Every other week, it seems like they're having fifty percent off sale. So I have to check the sets and see what's in what.
1: I don't think this one's in any of the box sets, but the box okay. sets sound intriguing because they're like titles that I've never even heard of. So I want, I want yeah. to check out. Yeah, I think they're on volume three now, maybe four. Yeah, I know there's,
0: there's definitely two. I know that. Yeah. All right. Cool.
1: I will you, say uh, one
2: thing um, regarding how, how like this subgenre grabbed me i think that i would enjoy these more if i was watching with someone else but watching them by myself it, yeah, it's I just you like you know a little i don't know it's yeah, easy it's, like sean said it's easy to be distracted i'm all of a sudden just like oh yeah they're just talking to that guy and then i'm just like next thing i know i'm on mm-hmm. my song um i, I can only speak for
0: me i i mean you guys know i watch a lot of like old trash and whatever um I get sucked into Jolly really. Uh, I really enjoy them. The, you know, sometimes they're slow paced, but like that is also kind of comes with the territory when you're watching like 70s grindhouse movies. Like some of them are not, you know, there's no real action. It's just stuff. Somebody made a movie and
2: you know, it's there. <laughs> I, I do feel that in some of these cases, like there's no reason that any of these movies need to be longer than a tight 90 minutes.
1: And sometimes I'm like, I'm like, this movie's like two and a half hours. How is that possible? Um, I didn't see any there with two and a half hours. I I mean, I recall one that was being close to two hours. I was like, eh, that's a little, it's a little much. Uh, but uh, well, if
2: you if you watch the Joe Bob, re- uh, Deep Red, because of his commentary, it ends up being like almost three hours. Well yeah, it's a, trip. Well, it's yeah, a trip. but it's worth it. It's worth it. Absolutely. All right.
0: Vinny's <clears throat> number nine is here. Uh and right. I'm still learning the zoom boys, I'm sorry.
1: This hurts me a little bit. I'm already getting worried about what's gonna make the list and what's not. I don't believe this movie should be this low.
0: So Vinny's number nine is here. There's this blood and black
1: lace. From nineteen sixty four. Did anybody watch this one? I don't. Re- I don't recall anyone putting it on their text list of watching things.
2: I did not see this. No, me neither.
1: Um, again, Pete, I know you're over this, but like, I highly recommend this movie. Like, I mean, this would be if I wasn't worried about being making the list, it'd probably be my number three or something. It, it's uh, Mario Bava, who is a Godfather of these movies, uh, 1964. It, it was his second movie uh, in the giallo subgenre. It's so masterfully like crafted, like the way it's filmed, the color. Uh, it starts all of the chirps that that the guys that we're going to talk about and Argento, like that they. Followed in his footsteps, the killer with the the black gloves and the tre- the black trench coat and the hat, the really bright red uh, blood with the gore. It's it's so well done and so mesmerizing to watch, at least for me. Uh, it takes place in a uh, Rome fashion house, and there's a mass killer going around killing all the models. And the whole thing with the mystery and the secretive stuff that's going on is the first victim had a journal or diary that, as the audience, like we assume, was going to tell who the killer was or some information about it. So the killer is trying to get the journal and is passing around through the model house uh, as all this is happening. It's, uh, like I said, Mary Bava, who... Went on to do uh, Bay of Blood, which I love that movie. I don't think it's a giallo; it's it's more of a, a slasher, like the first slasher, uh, kind of in that Friday the Thirteenth vein. Um, kind of a, a cool mask for the killer. He's wearing like the uh, like what we saw in, in in later in heist movies, like the stocking over the face kind of mask but it's black and it was very it was very menacing the whole 60s feel of it uh 60s horror is i think really underrated and it was cool having that like aesthetic and look to it and normally i don't like with, with other lists we've done and other directors and subgenres like I don't think just because they were the first doesn't mean they deserve being high up on a list. But Bava in this movie, like he was, he was the Godfather and set all the trends for what Giallo was going to become, and deservingly so. It's it's a really good movie. I recommend it. Even if you th- feel like you're tapped out on watching these Giallo movies, like wait two or three months. Uh, I mean Pete and Sean and watch this movie if, if you haven't seen giallo start with this because it's a great jumping off point
2: i'm definitely <clears throat> definitely willing to check it out and baba uh is one of the list of um argued directors for demoni correct so there's kind of like a is it, was it him was it argento was it someone else right yeah I think a lot of directors had their hands in that movie is my point. But yeah, I love I love demons, so
1: in the Italian Giallo scene, I, I would say like Bava was the godfather. He like ushered in the whole Giallo craze. Argento is like the king. Like he like mastered it. And then Fulci is like the little brother. Who Lucio. also he did like great things but was kinda overshadowed by Argento, his whole career, but like did awesome movies that I'm sure we're going to mention on this list.
3: I
0: don't
3: know. The amount of movies that these guys could pump out in a like they were doing like two to three films a year for like I don't know, like 10 years is wild.
1: Also, I thought it was fun, like 1964, that cocaine was a big part of. The plot in this which I didn't know like Coke was like bumping off in Italy
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm sure if you I'm sure if like for these guys if they could afford it you know with it being that it was all coming from South America it couldn't have been cheap
1: well it was part of the plot and the mystery oh but I'm sure the
2: directors were doing it if they're pumping out fucking five movies a year
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs>
2: all right. I'm going to move on
0: to Sean's number eight pick.
2: Oh, uh, I texted you early, but anyway.
0: No, it's all good. Um, Sean's number eight The Strange Advice of Mrs. Ward.
3: This is a Martino film, Sergio Martino. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first one I watched, and I actually thought it was pretty decent. Um, this also is Edwidge Fennec who I think is a recurring character in a lot of his films and maybe some of the others. But is she like the queen of Giallo films? I don't know. No,
1: no,
0: <laughs> like uh, a recurring yeah, I, character. I just don't know.
3: No, I mean she was just, she was in a shitload of them. I don't know, and a lot of more. Not like a recurring character, but a recurring actress. Oh,
1: the actress. That. Okay.
3: Yeah. 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 In these '70s Giallo films, but anyway, um, maybe I just like her movies. I don't know, um, but she is the wife of an ambassador. Uh, they have a rough marriage and no longer love each other. She, uh, they return to Austria. I think they're from Austria, but she, um, with one of her friends, she's with one of her friends, and she meets her friend's cousin. Um, she has an abusive ex-boyfriend that they keep showing flashbacks of which are like pretty cool pretty cool shots uh, the cinematography of those is pretty cool um he was clearly like abusive and involved in like cutting her while they were having sex it was like pretty weird um but anyway uh she meets this girl's cousin they start having a fling under the nose of the ambassador and then people around them girls around them start getting killed and it's the same kind of uh story as your vice is a locked room um guy with the black gloves and a straight razor starts murdering these girls and you don't you know you think it's the abusive ex then you're not sure if it's the ambassador you're not sure if it's the new guy and i don't know if you guys have seen this but to be honest i didn't see the twist of who the actual killer was at the end but Again, a lot of the things I liked about this movie, cinematography was really cool and didn't wasn't so heavy on the uh goofy sound effects when killers were around, like some, <laughs> of, the Argent, some of the Argento films were. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good. I liked it.
1: Yeah.
0: Pete, did you watch this one? I did not. Right. Vinny, how about you?
1: No, I I haven't seen it either.
0: Yeah, I've but never I... actually even heard of this one. So, yeah.
1: it, it, good on you, Sean
0: check it
3: out
1: yeah good on you because it doesn't show up on like the the google search lists uh i don't recall stumbling across how'd you stream this one
3: uh this was on shutter
1: okay shutter has a lot of stuff that like you know with the giallo subcategory that like you might not have heard of um cool I'm, awesome. always, I'm always down to find a new one, so I'll check this out.
0: So we're moving on to seven. Pete jumped the gun, but it didn't matter. Uh, with his pick, the Cat of Nine tails. Hmm.
2: The Cat O' Nine tails. <laughs> I only say it like that because it's spelled O oh nine, like O'Connell. They yeah. no, we're close um, enough to
0: St. Pat's, too. You know.
2: Um. So this movie. Um was a, a Dario Argento joint. And it came out in 1971. Um, rolls in at a minute or uh, an hour and 52 minutes. Um, this kind of falls into how Vinny's explaining um, the importance in some of these movies about journalists. And they're kind of like Leading the hunt, or the, or or, you know, the trying to solve the case more so than you know. In these movies, like this movie in particular, there's detectives, but they seem to like have their heads up their asses and they're not really paying attention. And the turns out that it's these these journalists and um, this blind guy who ends up like crack, like he kind of figures out what's going on from the beginning. So there's this uh, blind man named Franco Arno. And uh, he lives with his young niece, who uh, I'm guessing it's his brother's kid or something who died. They don't really explain it. In fact, at one point they only explain it by saying, "I don't have anyone in either of the she, so we watch after each other." I'm like, "Did did you just find this kid?" Like, but um, <laughs> but at least in this, at least in the description that that um, I have in front of me now, it says that she's his niece. Although they don't really say that. Um, in the movie but anyway so he's blind and uh, he makes a living uh, doing crossword puzzles Um, and they're walking home one night and he overhears a strange conversation and um, asks his niece to look back and kind of describe the person to her that's sitting in the car and uh, it's kind of one of those like don't make it obvious but look over there and she just literally just turns around and stares at the guy (laughs) um but um uh so basically the the whole plot surrounds this medical institute that is has doing kind of like um experimental uh not on the up and up experiments as as far as genetics and um they they keep finding all these different parts but they can't figure out how to connect them, and that's how they come up with the whole term. It's like a cat with nine tails. Um, if we could just grasp one part, one of the nine tails, then we could figure out how they're all connected. Is how they kind of go about it. Um, uh, the guy who plays the blind man is somebody who you would definitely recognize. He's not like a oh, I like you would know him. Like, but like, when you when I looked him up, he was in Patton, he was in Streetcar Named Desire, he was in the West Wing. Um, so he's an American actor. Um, but uh, you definitely recognize him, he's got a familiar face, and then, um, uh, the um, main, uh, uh, newspaper guy journalist uh uh, that was talking about uh is the actor is james francisus and again like i was saying earlier he's he's an american actor and he's playing a guy named carlo giordani (laughs) so uh, it's just you know that that whole italian thing um but um yeah i mean i i I, this movie kept my attention and um there was one funny part where there um one of the one of the murders happens and uh they go to they go to check out the tomb. They're buried in like a mausoleum. And they go to check out if like this necklace was still on the woman because they thought that she held like a secret to the case in her necklace. And like the obviously the journalist has to go into the mausoleum to like do the to like look for it. And he and he just and he leaves the blind guy out to, to keep watch. And that- he's just like like he doesn't say keep watch, but he's just like you see him and the actor standing there with his cane just kind of like I think out of habit, like kind of like looking around, but he's in sunglasses at night and it's in a graveyard. It's just funny. Um, that sounds like something that Argento would actually do. Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. And then uh oh yeah, and the uh he also at the end of his cane has like a giant spike that's like sheathed, but he can unsheath it and That happens uh, at one point when he once he learns who the killer is, he may or may not stab him.
0: (laughs) Benny, this this one on your uh, radar?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this uh, it's the second piece from Argento. He did uh, he did uh, the bird with the crystal plumage, and then this and then followed it up with the fly on gray velvet the whole animal thing with long titles was very prominent but yeah like he was he was definitely gaining steam in his craft in this one uh yeah i dig it
0: nice sean how about you did you catch this one i did not but i
3: saw it uh, I saw that it was on Tubi, and it was on my. If I can get to it, I'll watch it. But I did not.
2: It's also on Shutter. Yeah.
0: There you go, ad free.
2: Have you
1: seen it, so, Jeff?
0: I I feel like I probably did, but it's been a long time.
1: Are you in uh, a uh, Argento guy in general?
0: No, I'm a Fulci man.
1: Yeah, I figured you would. I've be. Always
0: been a Fulci man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Argento, I just prefer Fulci. Uh because of, they
1: hate each other, which is very interesting to read yeah, about. Yeah, because they came,
0: they uh they came up at the same time and there's a big rivalry.
1: Yeah. But uh
0: you, you know, for me, uh Fulci and you know, Zombie Last House on the or not Last House on the Left, Jesus Christ. Then he got me thinking about that. Uh, house, Third by house Cemetery. The left. Yeah, House by Cemetery, The Beyond, like they're uh some of my favorite italian movies
1: we don't you know. see that anymore though like with uh two directors going like head to head and publicly speaking about how much they dislike the other and <laughs> trashing the other like it was it was for real back then yeah um you're next
0: there Vinny. i'm waiting on you. Oh, you're
1: waiting on me okay yeah yeah waiting on you all right i got an idea here Another long title. What number is this? Six.
2: Right. Six, six, six.
0: All right. Number six is here. It has arrived. And there goes my dog. It's your boy. Uh, he is. He's not even close to me, by the way. He's like across the room. <laughs> um, Number six
1: don't torture a duckling all right this is uh Lucio Fulci uh-huh. 1972 uh this movie so it was like the beginning stages but also what was gonna become the peak of giallo like giallo kind of became that gothic uh urban uh scene this one's very rural it's not in the city. It's often like a, a small village. It's very dark. It it has this moments of that giallo pop, like where red will show up in certain scenes, whether it be flowers or something in the scenery, or the blood. And the camera work that Lucio Volci does in this one is just incredible. He wasn't he wasn't capping he wasn't copying Uh, Argento I feel like both of them were taking influence from Mario Bava and his 1960s Giallo movies and running with it this movie is so good the there's there's some supernatural black magic witch stuff worked into it which normally I would say like blurs that line of it being giallo but it's still a murder mystery. There's still uh detectives and reporters involved in like figuring out the murder mystery aspect of it that makes it that giallo like stamp. And there's kids there's kids getting killed in this one. So you have you have adults and kids getting getting murdered in that that classic giallo like slasher blade uh killing imagery and it has a whole level of like paranoia and storytelling uh the score is super weird which i guess i should have dived into i i don't even know what to search like we talked about it in text like some of it is really intense uh music writing and then there's this weird what seems to be out of place, whether it be dance music or in, in uh in this film, like flute flute music, uh, during like an interrogation scene between the police and what would be a suspect, and there's like a flute playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I, I, I don't understand it. It's out of place, but it, it's again Another thing in this subgenre that, like, sucks me in with, like, intrigue and, like, wondering what the hell's going on. Uh, There's a lot of Catholic guilt in this one, and we don't want to get into spoilers, but the ending, I think, is really good with that kind of uh, plot going into weird Catholic shit. It's an important one, and I think it's one of Fulci's. I don't want to say one of his best. One of his best in the giallo giallo uh, subgenre because Fulci is like a master outside of giallo, just in, in Italian filmmaking and horror filmmaking in the seventies. But it's a banger. Peter, anything? I have, to- not, done, have
2: not seen this one. Okay, Sean.
3: No, did you tell us not to watch this one, Jeff?
0: I never said that,
3: no. Okay. I thought I I feel like I passed this and was like, I think Jeff said don't watch don't torture a duckling.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I thought I I thought you said this was one of your top ones, Jeff, right?
0: Yeah, maybe I maybe I heard that. I would've yeah, I would have had it been like, absolutely watch it. Um I don't know what I would have said not to watch. Gotta think about that. I don't know. I was probably just
1: trying. It's, it, it's different that it's like, it's very rural and like a small village in Italy versus most of the Giallos are in a city of some kind or yeah, urban. I do right. Where are we at here? Number five. We're
0: back to Sean, who's sending me pictures of his doggies. That's, well, that's going to be your life that- now. Is that your pick? Two dogs on a couch? I don't remember ever yeah. seeing that one. Two dogs. I, one s- I sent
3: it to you. I sent it to you on the John.
0: On the John? I had to on figure out John. how to get back to, to the John. All right. Number five. Well, we're, we're at a classic right here for sure. Deep Red.
1: No. Oh, what the fuck? Who is this, Sean?
0: Yeah.
3: Well, I Number five? You. I have two that I liked better and I wanted to save them in case one of them goes for number two.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh
3: so this was more of a strategic play, but I think it's I I would agree that it was worthy of a top five. Um This movie was pretty bonkers. Uh and one of the the creepiest one I watched, not necessarily the most coherent, but um this movie starts, there's a jazz pianist who witnesses the murder of a psychic who definitely has some psychic powers because they have a whole scene in the beginning where she's in like a conference speaking to a bunch of people and they're trying to prove her psychic ability. And she picks out that there's like a killer in the audience who like quickly shuffles out and you don't really see who it is. Um, and then the psychic ends up dead a, a short while later. Not to spoil that, but it happens pretty quickly in the movie. Um, but the pianist sees it. He goes and rushes up, and there's a split instance which I caught actually surprisingly on the first watch that he passes and he thinks he sees a painting, and maybe it's not a painting. Uh, and it comes up back. It comes back up later in the film. He sees something in the apartment that he can't find later on. Um, but anyway, it goes into him meeting up with a journalist and trying to solve who this killer is as they go around and keep murdering new people. And like a lot of the other films, it uh, has a pretty good twist at the end. One, one I did see, one I did not see coming. Um, but there was a lot of cool imagery in this. Uh, a lot of there's actually some brutality. There was one murder that reminded me of Halloween two. Um, so maybe Carpenter did watch some Argento. Um, there was a lot of close-up shots of like eyeballs and dripping water and like reflections and sunglasses, all sorts of cool stuff um, that was pretty cool for the time. And yeah, you guys know this movie probably a lot better than I do. So Vinny, what do you what do you think?
1: Uh, so this was hands down my number one.
3: Oh no!
1: This, in my thoughts, like elevates everything we talked about with uh, Giallo and especially Argento. Like this is like the peak in all the tropes. uh it, it it's really a great movie. Like the use of art, like the 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 color stuff, the the color schemes that are going on, the architecture and sculptures that is showing like around Italy. It feels very involved in that. Uh, This is the first collaboration with Goblin, and I love Goblin and Argento working together. Yeah, the music in this
0: is fantastic.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's weird at parts, and we talked about it, like, really unfitting music with certain, like, murder scenes. This one in
3: particular was bonkers with the music.
1: But the Goblin stuff is great uh yeah
3: the, the, every serious moment there would be like this weird like jazz piece that
1: just it was really, really weird the I, scene, I don't I, I had a hard time i don't understand the background of like the jazz upbeat music <laughs> to there's, a like, really women terrible getting, scene yeah. women
3: getting slashed <laughs> in, like a weird upbeat jazz solo happening I'm, like what the fuck is happening yeah
1: this? it's strange
0: Peter,
1: but, uh, no, I've seen this
2: one I have what do you think that they used for blood because it's so bright it almost looks
1: like paint so it was nail polish uh, it, was, it was a they, very specific shade of pink or red nail polish that makes sense that was used like across all these movies it didn't matter who the the director was or what movie it was they all used the same nail polish and then every time that anyone gets like cut into
2: it almost looks like they're cutting like wet clay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: Um, some kind it's of always weird little like, off footing. You're like is that skin what skin color is that? Is that is that taupe? Um but yeah, um this movie I like the um particularly because it's slightly it's like more of like a uh, deep burgundy the uh, killers uh jacket it's yeah not, it's not quite it's like dark mm. um well deep red is the name of the movie but yeah it's like a dark burgundy um i love the the like seemingly out of place like drunk guy who ends up being a larger part of the whole thing um and also yeah i mean it's kind of it's with this genre it kind of happens but like you're like, oh, you're like locking yourself into the beginning of the movie, like, oh, this psychic, um, she's going to be really important to the plot of this movie, and then she gets murdered, and not to me I mean, that still makes her important to the plot of the movie, but I'm like, oh, she's going to be like part of like trying to figure out who the killer is. No, not quite. Yeah, like final woman, um, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good intro movie for. Also, if anyone's listening that isn't that wants to check these out. Um, because I had mentioned earlier that there's a Joe Bob for this, which anything, you know that the commentary always helps keep you in it. and um the breaks are at the right time to help you keep kind of keep um, in your head what's going on and remind you, oh, yeah, that happened earlier and um all that stuff because this movie, there's a few like, and Joe Bob talks about it. there's a few kind of like things where you kind of just have to like, let it go like wait what kind of things and then uh he, he says or argento had the tendency to be kind of like disjointed and and just not really care about things connecting right yeah
1: Alright. <laughs> oh. yeah it's um. definitely
2: a, it's, it's a classic
0: for sure it's it's one if Someone's like, what do I watch? Deep red is definitely the first thing you tell them.
3: It felt uh not like quite like a slasher, but it had more slasher vibes, I think, than some of the other more traditional ones. Because not every not every kill of his, I think, was with like a straight razor, for
2: instance. Right, it was a drowning Yeah. And I do like the uh the scene with the uh how the detective figures out uh, the fog up the, the mirror to figure mm. out what she was pointing to, with like what what seems like the quickest uh, hot water faucet in the history of time. <laughs>
3: Seriously, so, how it's how like boiling? Hot? How hot was the water?
2: Yeah,
1: but I mean, I mean it you takes know, like
2: two seconds to fill that room with steam.
1: You know, Carpenter <clears throat> completely drew influence from that. For Halloween two. Yeah,
2: I,
3: I thought that right away. I got shit.
0: All right. Uh, so number four is pick. and it is *The Killer Is Still Among Us*.
1: Hmm. Um,
2: actually, this was. Um, I could have easily put this at number one, but I there's an other movies, and I didn't want to upset anybody. This is actually my favorite one. Like, the most attention, like, I was, like, fully into this one. Um, It's um, really, like, particularly more violent. Uh, Like, a lot of these other ones are violent, but they're just, like, stabbing. Like, this one, it's basically, um, this woman is an investigative journalist, but she's, like, still in school trying to get her degree in investigative journalism so she is like she she's writing a dissertation about this um spree of murders that happened like several years back and they were, uh, each one of them were couples being killed like basically together in their car like at make out point or whatever you know like in their car in the woods or somewhere and they're killed together and like, there was usually like very particular things that, uh, in the style of how they're like, they weren't always killed in the same way, but like something was taken from them or like, so for instance, the first kill that you see in the movie, the killer actually shoots them, which you don't see a lot of guns in these movies. Um, but, uh, but at least for the, from the killer standpoint, um, But he shoots this couple, but then he, like, lays them out. And then with, like, a point of a knife, he makes, like, four very particular, like, dots. Uh, so they just bleed, like, around the woman's nipples. And then, like, you know, very weird stuff like that. So it's, like, you kind of start to assume, like, oh, is this connected to some sort of, like, cult? Whatever. And she's trying to make that connection, too. And then right when she's getting ready to, like, submit this thing... Another murder happens in the same style, um, uh, which is the murder that the movie essentially opens up with. So now she's trying to make a connection, and it's like basically she doesn't have a whole lot of help, but she has the police kind of give her like carte blanche as far as like she's allowed to look at their files, and the and there's a um uh the the coroner uh. Lets her kind of come in and and like he'll explain stuff to her and he's like a young guy attractive guy and they end up starting to date um but then as things progress you start to wonder if he is maybe one of the suspects and um you know things things get uh a little shady there because they start to live together and over the course of this and um like there's one kill that's like the dude like he and it's really close up like you don't get a lot of like I mean a a lot of the stabbings and kills in these are close up but like they're not as um, detailed and this movie is newer than a lot of the other ones we're talking about this is a 1986 movie and um, so like there's like a specific like removal of a nipple like peeling off the nipple and then a very close up shot where he like cuts off like the pussy lips and uh, oh, oh, yeah. really? It's like yeah. So like um yeah, oh. um intense. Oh no. oh no.
1: Um
2: and the and the ending is um uh, surprising. Um, I'll leave it at that. I definitely recommend if you guys are into these movies. Um, this was um I was into this one for the whole time, and it's just it's like a eighty-five minutes. Um, director is Camillo Tetti.
1: Huh. Original. He
2: also wrote the original screenplay and story.
1: It sounds intense. and Brutal. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up.
0: Sounds right. it. Alright, Vinny, you're up, buddy.
1: Alright. Alright. Uh, hmm.
0: I know this deep red thing probably threw you into a tailspin. It did. <laughs> it really
1: did. I guess I'm going to do this.
3: Oh, he doesn't know what to do now.
1: Probably not. It messed me up. It messed me up.
0: He's gotta redo his whole list. Yeah, I didn't want to run out of movies, so I, I needed to throw it in there. And I just looked it up there on volume four of that Jalo Essentials from Arrow Video. Oh,
1: four, okay. Yeah. But yeah, They're they, good though. Oh yeah. Like and they do uh frequent sales, like you said.
0: Yeah, uh, Diabolic DVD right now, 50% off. All right. Sorry, little sidebar there. Number three, Vinny's pick is Tenebre. All
1: right, from 1982. Another one that's uh, later in the uh, Giallo era. This is also uh, Dario Argento. So Dario Argento kind of infamously wasn't able to leave this genre. He the subgenre like Giallo died in the eighties and certainly wasn't relevant in the nineties and two thousands. But Dario, I mean, he just kept going with it. Um and the the eighty two release of Tenebrae, he was making a statement, like, I mean, Obviously I have it at number three, so I, I still love the movie, but it's it's like you're it's like you're watching the death or the death and brilliance of Giallo, like he's doing all his tropes, but there was something about it being in the eighties, like it was almost too glossy and the scenery was eighties, so it didn't have that that gothic flair to it or that 60s or 70s looked at it. There was there was something missing, but he still was able to to execute it and make it be like a super a super uh, mysterious movie. The kills were awesome. It still had that blood and gore to it. Uh, there was just so much different in this movie than than the late 60s and all through the 70s looked at Giallo. Uh, it. Almost like blended into slasher, but still having that Giallo uh, mystery part with like them trying to solve the murder. Did you guys watch this one?
3: I have like twenty minutes left. Okay. Um, but so far, I I would maybe put this would have put this at two if I'd finished it, but I so far I've really liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean the the mystery part is like super well done. I, I think it was just the look and the atmosphere that was throwing me off to what we think of as Giallo, like not having the colors and the gothicness and the old-school kind of feel to it. You no, know, and it,
3: it gets a little slashery. You got a couple uh, axe kills in there.
1: Yeah. And then you didn't get to it yet. Now, the reason I think it's... Uh, deserving to be number three on the list is like the ending is some of the best out of all these movies. Like it's it it's a really surprising and crazy ending. Like who done it reveal style. And besides all that, like the, the, the camera work that Giallo does is just incredible. Like the rest of his movies and the rest of Giallo's. It's just such a different look um that makes it different from what we're used to for all the movies to talk about
3: and it, it felt another thing that felt slashery uh the the young like high school girl that gets kind of run down she's running away from the house and the killer like chases her it's very that's like a very slashery trope too yeah she's like running in the dark and like tripping on shit constantly falling down over nothing yep <laughs> what was with the the dog chase or the like the dog attack scene in this movie that goes on for like 15 minutes
1: i mean i don't know
3: that <laughs> it's that girl she gets chased by a dog and it's like hopping over like 15 foot fences yeah. <laughs> and like getting into like the house and like chase. it's like it's like 10 or 15 minutes of this dog eating the shit out of this girl. But
1: it's <laughs> very good uh animal you know, acting choreography. Like like you said, the yeah, fence I believed the, it. The fence part, I was like, oh damn, like how no, they showed it.
3: They showed it getting like right over the yep. like a ten foot fence. It's like, oh shit. That
2: dog's pissed.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this was on my radar but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Mm. Uh Oh, that's a shame this is a good one that's for sure
1: uh uh jeffy Diggis one yeah yeah does the, a lot of, uh, the does the, the 80s part like take away yes. from it
0: you think i think that's what i was getting ready to say i didn't want to butt in but yeah that's like why they can't exist anymore like it needs to be the 70s like it just it has to be a little yeah. gritty the 70s everything about um style back then it just worked with with that genre.
1: Yeah, it was it, it, like it's weird to say because it was the very early 80s. It was uh 82. But when you're watching it from like a giallo standpoint, it's too glossy. And, mm-hmm. Like too well done, which is strange, but it it matters. No, yeah, I totally get it.
0: Totally get it. All right, Sean, it's time. Number two? Do it. Un- Unleash your number two pick. Well, I send it to you. Uh, my, I don't get notifications for some reason when you guys send them. I'm sorry. So my phone, I have to go in. Uh, but number two, a great pick. Which kind of makes me... Number one's going to be wild. Hmm. Uh, number two, the bird with the crystal plumage.
1: Oh, shit. What the fuck's going to be... No- Pete, are you in trouble <laughs> here? Pete,
0: hey, you got a number one?
1: Oh, yeah
3: okay oh i got
2: got four i got four picks in front of me that no one's picked Uh, i
3: like the sounds of that. so this movie of the movies that i watched this movie was the most put together the most uh coherent feels like a weird mean way to put it but this movie felt like i don't know i i was sucked into this movie i was i was into this from start to finish (laughs) what's happening over there
1: yeah who's mooning?
3: dog stuff one of my dogs <laughs> is on the floor so I gotta, I gotta deal with yeah no i
0: got i got snoring dog over here i'm trying to <laughs> anyway
3: um this movie's about an american writer uh in italy who as he's walking home one night he's He's like getting ready to fly back to the States. I think he's supposed to fly back like the next day or in the next few days. And he sees a woman in a struggle with, uh, what looks like a killer, you know, in the typical giallo garb a black coat and gloves and, you know, short knife. Um, she ends up getting stabbed and he tries to run to her aid and he gets stuck between these two like giant glass sliding doors. And she, it's so dramatic she's in there it's like a very white room trying to crawl to him the killer runs away uh and he's just like stuck in this glass case and you know eventually he's able to like signal to somebody and has a weird back and forth like it's soundproof glass with a guy on the outside uh, trying to get the cops to come which is kind of funny but you know, like a lot of these movies, he gets involved with an inspector who takes his passport and won't let him leave the country Uh <laughs> in order to, both because he's suspected of maybe being the killer, but also um because he wants his help with the case. And, you know, they kind of work together to try to figure out who it is. Again, it's a great twist at the end. Um I thought the, I thought the, score was more subdued and you know i really liked the atmosphere that they put together in this movie uh i saw this on imdb but it has a a lot of it it's got a jack the ripper kind of vibe which i definitely got when i was watching it um yeah and it's it's got a lot of the same reds and uh something i noticed what at one point there's uh, like an assassin hired to take out the guy who witnessed the crime and he's wearing a yellow jacket and he, you know, the, the writer follows this guy in the yellow jacket and he chases him into a conference of like 150 people that are all wearing the same yellow jacket. And I'm sure that was like maybe an homage to the yellow covers and uh, you know, just very colorful all around. The yeah.
1: Like this self-awareness. Uh,
3: the- yeah, I liked it. This was, this was my favorite of the bunch.
1: The thing with Argento, and I, th- I think it was really cool. Like across a bunch of his movies, he had he definitely has a fascination with glass, whether it be a window or a mirror. Uh, there was a big part in like the first murder of this movie, uh, certainly in Tenebrae, with like there's a a, a mirror kill. Uh, did you guys notice that? Like something yeah. with glass, like Argento's all about it and like an artistic either it being a kill or just a presence in the movie it's pretty cool
3: yeah a lot of um shots of people standing in mirrors
1: yeah shattered glass you know whatever
0: yeah he is he is a glass loving man I'm just thinking yeah. of like Sixperia. like holy
3: yeah. hell
1: yeah. big part in that
3: mm-hmm. uh And this movie, this movie kind of, I was gonna say, this movie kind of went off the rails when he, uh, you know, he figures out, I I don't even remember how he gets to it, but there's the painting. Um, there was a painting sold right before a girl was murdered at an art house, and he tracks down the original artist of the painting because he could be, he thinks it could could be connected. Um, and he ends up (laughs) meeting a guy who, has a whole bunch of cats that he slaughters and cooks and eats (laughs) in a the second floor of this like castle of sorts that he lives in and like that whole scene was just like a random side story that was like real fucked up and it it does tie into the main plot but it's like what the fuck is again like what the fuck is happening here but anyway
0: (laughs) but anyway uh pete anything to to lay out on this one i've not seen this one okay All right. I mean, that's that was my initial thought on this list that this is a a vast, (laughs) there's a lot.
1: It's um, big. I mean, especially for you got for Pete and Sean, like not really being a part of this subgenre and going in cold just for this list. Like, you had like what two weeks preparation to watch all this? Like, that's a lot. Well, I now have a whole list minus
2: like five movies. I have like five movies that I can check out that are on this list now, and you know, yeah, sure. I won't be watching them tomorrow, but need a little break. uh, Again, you know, it's just like it's a mood thing, and like I said, I'm sure if I if some someone where ladies, I'm single, want to come and watch (laughs) these movies with me, um, you know, I will gladly come
0: watch these movies with you. I don't know if that is enticing or not, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, Number one is in. And I couldn't be more proud. Pete's number one. My number one. What have you done to Solange? Ooh, hoo,
1: hoo. I don't disagree. Um,
2: so, it's an hey, interesting...
1: Hey,
2: hey. It's inter- an interesting... Uh, The whole thing with this movie is um, so it starts out um, and you don't quite know um, the exact relationship, but you got a guy with a suspect facial hair scenario going on and um, (laughs) you know, he's kind of got like the, like a mustache and like it's not connected to the, like it's very Italian thing going on. He's like very, very uh, neatly, neatly kept um, facial hair situation. And um, he uh, is on a boat with a young girl and he's definitely you know trying to hit that. It's very obvious. And uh, then all of a sudden she s- thinks she sees the flash of a knife and she thinks she sees a woman running through the woods and she's like all flustered by that and, and she can't stop thinking about it and they have to um uh you know they 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 go to shore with the boat they're just going down like a little not even a river it's like a like like something you would take like a canal but not like a venice canal like it's it, they're in nature somewhere and then um the guy hands her a pen and asks her to draw what she thought she saw and you know of course when he goes to put the pen back in his pocket he drops it. And, um, this is now a crime scene because what happens next is, you know, authorities find the woman dead the next day with the old knife in the cunt. Oh, and, wow. uh, and, uh, and w- which is the other thing is that that wouldn't take a long time to bleed out. So like, I don't, I can't remember. Do you remember, uh, Jeff, does he strangle him too? Or does he just stab him and then like, let him bleed out that way? Uh, I, think he, God. I think he does yeah i think that's it i think it's just the um but anyway so now progressing through the story you learn that yes this is a older older gentleman when i say that he's like probably in his like early to mid 30s and this young woman is a 16 year old high school student and he's the and he's the gym teacher so it's like oh he's a he's a diddler um but he's also kind of like leading along with the he's immediately a person of interest because when he finds out the next day that this happened he said oh well that's where i was and then and then and then he goes to check it out and then of course they find the pen and they're like and then eventually they figure out that it was his pen and um so he's a person of interest but He's convincing the girl not to come forward because then everyone's going to know that they're having an affair and all this stuff. Um, So there's a whole... And then there's the whole... And then he's married to uh, a teacher that works at the same Catholic school that he's the gym teacher and she's uh, she's a teacher there and she's a student there and it's a whole thing. Um, But then he uncovers a whole other... um, Kind of subplot that the all these girls are kind of like le- neck and lesbians, and <laughs> and and like uh, you know, getting you know, they're just getting in tune with each other's bodies. You know, they're at all girls school. What else are you gonna do? Man,
1: the theme of and a few uh, of these movies,
2: and then um, and then of course there's uh Solange, who you don't even you know is the namesake of the movie but that you don't actually find out anything about until like the last half hour of the movie and um it's a pretty good uh pretty good caper yes uh, Um there's lots of blaming on priests you're like because as a especially nowadays watching this you're like, it was definitely one of the priests you know <laughs> it's easy they're easy to blame because they're all you know creepers and um uh, but uh, I won't give away the ending but you know yeah, there's a lot of no, definitely do not there's a lot of hearsay and a lot of uh, you know you you think it's the creeper you think it's a priest you think it's a and I say he's a creeper because he is I mean he's a he's like a 30 year old you know macking on a 16 year old even though you do mad. find that even though you do find out that a, upon inspection of her that apparently they never had sex um yeah i guess they found out that the, the hymen wasn't broken or something i don't that know. that doesn't make it better um Scientific. <laughs> right it doesn't make well it just means that he was just making out with her a whole lot and i guess maybe 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 you know playing the under the pants piano i don't know <laughs> um uh yeah um this and this movie was upon Jeff's recommendation uh when we started doing our research in this. And uh yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Mm. Uh Sean, did you happen to catch this one?
3: No, I did not, unfortunately.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't I not I don't
2: remember. Is it streaming? Did anyone look? Was it streaming? Uh, it was Tubi. I watched it Tubi. on Tubi. Okay. Yeah. It was either uh, Tubi or like Pluto or you know, one of those three. Vinny, how about you?
1: Oh yeah. I've definitely seen this. It's uh black and white, right? No. No. Oh no? Okay.
2: No. I think it might be colorized. Like it might have been like maybe filmed. There might be a black and white version.
1: I'm pretty, yeah, sure, I I've seen... don't
2: know. I'm pretty sure I've
1: like seen I'm pretty sure I've seen it in black TV, and right? white. It it's been a while. Um uh, I don't have it on uh, physical copy or anything. Definitely didn't see it in a public place like screening anywhere. But yeah, I, I yeah. I thought I saw it in black and white. Maybe not, cool. but it's uh definitely one of the six with you. It's I have no problem with it being a number one. Uh it wasn't my number one, but it was in my top five. So Very
0: nice. Well, I think uh your num your whole list got thrown out of whack.
1: Well, yeah, I mean my one was deep red and it came in at what, six?
0: Five. 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 It still made the top five. Mm. Yeah. I'll give you the rundown. Ready? All
1: right.
0: Number 10, Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, which uh, is number 10 and the longest title on the list. (laughs) God bless you. Number nine, Blood and Black Lace. Number eight, The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward, which I'm super interested in now. I I really want to watch that one. Yeah. Uh, Cat of Nine Tails at seven. Don't Torture a Duckling at six. Then Deep Red at five. Four, The Killer is Still Among Us. Three, Tenebrae. Uh, number two, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. And number one, What Have You Done to Solange? You know what?
1: That's a really strong list.
0: I, I would put this up and say, hey, here's uh, 10 things you should watch if you want to get in the shallow. The only thing missing from this list, I don't think we're going to have a lot of discards um, because it doesn't sound like Sean and Pete got to watch a whole bunch. But the only thing I can think of that I I would have thrown on the list, and only because I've never seen The Strange Voice of Mrs. Ward, Um, but uh, The Curse of the Scorpion's Tale. Yeah. I think that one's got a really strong story. And uh, I would say the twi- <laughs> the one problem I have with that movie is i don't know if the twist is cheating or it's a really good twist Vinny, <laughs> you get what I'm saying about yeah
1: that? um it's cheating <laughs> yeah okay it's definitely it's, cheating but I mean this genre got like so oversaturated like it couldn't stay true and there's yeah, still they still fun movies and entertaining uh same thing with uh a woman in lizard skin Fulci. mm Like, it gets a little more, uh, what's the word, Uh, paranormal or not whodunit, like, uh, weird with it. But it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know where you guys stood on Torso. So, Torso is another one I was going to get into. Like, I mean, Italian horror is just off the hook. Like, there's so much good stuff. Like, that one I see as more into horror yeah, less, I, I, would, I would agree
0: with you there. Because, I mean, there's the dismemberments and yeah, all sorts of crazy Same thing with
1: Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood, like, I didn't discover until recently when, like, getting into this whole Giallo thing. I always thought that Black Christmas was the first slasher. No. Bay of Blood is the first slasher. <sighs> it's it's wild. And if it, it, it follows, well, it doesn't follow. It, it creates the footprint that Friday the 13th came with it being in the outdoors and like a bunch of you know pretty people getting slaughtered there's no mystery necessarily to it or who done it it's it's a straight up slasher but it is very well done and uh to have the first slasher be done by Mario Bava like come on like that's awesome. Yeah
0: I mean he came out strong he came out of the 60s strong.
1: Yeah. Uh, and to do that cause... in 72? Come on.
2: Yeah. Uh Pete anything you watched that we didn't get to touch on? Uh I was going to say that the only other one that I would have that I watched that I would have put on this list was Torso, but I can also see what you're saying in that because you don't really have the um investigator right there's no real there's no real mystery Um, mystery just the mystery is who's killing these people but the last the last like half hour of that movie you're at you're like on the edge of your seat because like she's got the ankles she's hiding in this house he's in and out of the house and is the doctor gonna get there in time all that Mm -hmm. stuff yeah i love that movie so much um
0: so yeah how about you sean
3: I don't think there was any I watched. The only other one I really watched was Orgasmo from <clears> the <throat> early '70s, but it wasn't really a killer who done it. It was more uh, they were taking advantage of a woman that was like super wealthy, and were like was siblings or step siblings that were sleeping with her and sleeping together. So there was that huh. whole weird angle. But it was listed as a giallo, and maybe it was just a softcore porn. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I, su- I suggest you see uh, the Matt Stone and Trey Parker or Gasmo much, much more enjoyable, I'm sure. Uh,
3: but there was a couple I had on a list that I wanted to watch. Uh, All the Colors of the Dark, which I could not find.
1: That is... I mean, it's, it's fringe, but it gets in that like paranormal sci-fi thing. It's, okay. It's a fun watch, for sure.
3: That and the fifth chord was the other one that I didn't get around to watching that I also oh uh, that one
1: good things about I don't know that one.
0: I actually
3: just heard of that one tonight when I was looking at
0: those essentials so
3: yeah, that was on my list of things to watch but just didn't just didn't get to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, that one's on, um, that's on 2 Jeff will be happy to know that all the colors of the dark uh, is a favorite giallo slash Italian horror of Elric Kane and Rebecca McHendry. Hey, Isn't that what
0: their podcast is uh, now? That's
1: what is? their podcast is now called. Jeff's a big fan.
0: Yeah, totally. Just so into Dr. Dr. Rebecca, Mc- Dr. Rebecca
1: McHendry. Um, I'm a fan. Like seriously.
2: <laughs> Sean had brought up um Argento came out with a movie last year called Dark Glasses. Um, I haven't seen it. I, don't I know, know he was saying, he was talking about wanting to see it. I didn't watch did it, that, and would that even have possibly fit? Do you think in this
1: day and age? I mean, I f- I from think what I always... gather, he hasn't stopped. Like he's sticking with that Giallo theme. But I know the
2: my big problem with it, after looking it up, is that it has his whore daughter involved. Wow. I don't want to be involved with her. Into, I don't need to get into how much I hate her.
1: I actually uh, didn't.
2: I didn't realize she was in it.
1: I agree. I want nothing to do with yeah. anything she does. What about uh, Land of the
2: Dead, though?
1: No, don't care.
2: Oh, wow. She cheated on Anthony Bourdain yeah, for, um, to his demise. Yeah,
1: like it ruined him. She also and... cheated
2: on him with like a fucking like high school kid or some shit. Yeah, up. so she's
1: a whole thing. A And I'm good in that.
0: Right. So that's that. Well, that was that That's all dark. I have to say about that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hope she dies. All right.
0: Uh but <laughs> the
1: the <laughs> landscape and like the, the style of Giallo is kind of making an appearance uh in modern films. Uh the one that stands out, so Sean mentioned one that I never heard of if you want to talk about it, but the one that stands out to me is knife plus heart. That is basically a modern telling of a Giallo film. It's it's, like an ode.
0: Yeah. It could like, it could be done. You, you really have to, you gotta make some changes and someone's would have to, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but like reclaim it. Um, you you could do an ode for sure, but to make it like work again as a whole subgenre, someone would really have to come out and like redefine it. Yeah, yeah. And I oh, just right. don't. Nobody's but, doing that in this day and age, unfortunately. Check
1: out Life Plus Heart. It's it's fun and it's just a good ode. Yeah. I did have yeah, one I mean, question. Oh, sorry.
0: No, I was gonna say I don't know what's going on in, in Italy film wise these days, <clears> but <throat> I feel like they're past it and as far as American cinemas going like uh like we talked about I think it was last week you're either big budget or you're on a micro budget and you know you're not doing a Jalo if you're trying to make uh your
2: movie for the most part. Um Vinny have you seen Stage Fright the Jallo Stage Fright? Yeah. Um, is it like is that where the musical that we've seen with Meatloaf is it? Are they linked at all? No, like, is one not even on l- the other?
1: No, not even a little bit. Okay,
2: because they're I, linked, I, <clears <clears
1: <throat> but it's <laughs> also <throat> the original is not like Giallo; it's just like Italian horror.
2: Okay, so it was so it was listed in the Giallo on Shutter and in their category, but when I read the synopsis, it sounded more like a slasher. That's so I didn't watch it.
0: Mm.
1: I, but think, I, will watch it. I think I think it was a it, it was a piggyback or replica of uh, just based on the uh, success of *Suspiria*. Okay, It's like and and I mean I guess opera is kind of the same thing. I mean I love opera too, but that's also not a giallo. Cool. Right on
0: man. Well, I enjoyed that list. I really like it. There's yeah, this, stuff I this watch
1: list is, like I mean, this might be one of the the uh list i'm like most proud of like i think it represents what we were doing uh i had no disagreements like no like wow, oh, what are you doing here i mean i i wish deep red was a little higher but it didn't hurt my feelings yeah. that much sorry right, i think i
0: think what helps a list like this is um you don't have a loyalty particularly to like an actor um directors yes but a lot less than you know a known director here in the states like you know I love Sergio Martino and uh, Lucio Fulci but
1: I mean you know, I could have done this whole thing Argento I right. I do have a favoritism towards Argento but I wanted right. the list to like represent multiple people because yeah
0: but like what I was going to say is like like Sean who has never even watched Jalo, he's not going to have a loyalty he's going to like what he likes because that's what he saw um, whereas, yeah, I'm definitely going to be partial to certain directors. Cool. All right. All right. So Can coming up, this up
1: coming up next, we have, uh, so as of recording, this episode will drop on, on Thursday evening as usual and scream six will be following this episode for the, the, uh, in theater, uh, debut. We will be checking it out maybe together, maybe separately, but the next episode nonetheless will be a watch us or die for Scream mm-hmm. Six. And then I guess we'll have to discuss off air what our next war games will be because we haven't talked about that.
0: Yeah, uh, we have second, we have we
1: have it? plenty plenty of topics topics on uh, yeah. on deck.
0: We'll start a new text. Thread. <clears throat> oh the same text thread, just a new subject.
1: Yeah. All right, Jeff. Yeah, any, Sign us any, off. Any
0: final thoughts, Sean, Pete? Anything? I love you guys.
1: <laughs> I love, love, you, I you. love you too. Are you
0: hammered off non-alcoholic Guinness right now? That's right. <laughs> yeah, I got two
3: two tall boys uh, empty next to
0: me. Oh boy, this guy's Feeling. gonna be stre- streaking through uh, Fish Town in no time. <laughs>
3: Feeling that zero point five percent.
0: All right. Well, until next time, we are the Killer Pod crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease we are out of here and we're out.